Welcome to hour number two of the Internet Advisor. And uh, just kind of quickly for those of you who may be driving by on this holiday weekend and say, what in the world is this? Every Saturday from four until six during the spring and summer, we get a chance to be here with you. And uh, for instance, like in the first hour, introduce you to some interesting people like those bright young ladies who won scholarships through the Michigan Council of Women in Technology. And now in this hour, our second hour is always a time we open the door and our phone here at 800-859-0957 to answer your questions about computers. And we have in studio Mr. Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Cal Carson all set to answer questions. Guys, should we uh, let her rip? Let's do it. There's Tim and Fred on the phone. All right, let's go. Tim from Dundee, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you, sir? Well, well, thank you very much. Nice to be back with you guys with this week's computer problem of mine. <laughs> the computer problem uh, this, of mine. Okay. Yeah, this goes back to my uh, early 2008 MacBook Pro that I recently put that uh, solid-state hard drive in and love so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember. Yeah, I burned, I burned a CD after making a recording uh, and then uh, I let it sit around for a while to where the screen went black like it normally does. When I tried to bring the screen back up, it wouldn't come. It stayed black. So I tried to reboot it. That didn't work. I took the battery out, held the power button down for about 10 seconds, put the battery back in, tried to boot it up. That didn't work. Hmm. Then I did the command options plus the P plus the R button, tried to start it that way with the, with the power button. That didn't work. So there's no wow. display at all at any of these points? It is, it is just a black display there is nothing oh boy now it makes a little noise but you know when the screen comes up normally there's that music tone that it makes mm-hmm. i don't get that but i hear when i turn on the power i hear the little beep and i hear some whirring which must be the uh dvd drive because it couldn't be the solid state hard drive so but i or the fans i guess maybe but yeah. that's all it does and it doesn't go any further than that okay. does your keyboard light up no. Okay. Well, you're in good shape then. Uh, what I would probably suggest, the only other thing that you can try and do since you're, you know, you were creative enough to get in and put in a SSD drive, why don't you open it back up again, you know, make sure you're in a static-free area, and pull your memory out and reseed it into the computer and then close Already it Already did up that again. too. Then the only other thing I could suggest at this point is you need to take it into an Apple store and have them take a look at it. What about Cal? If he has two memory sims in there, yeah, I ran into this with my son's Mac. I was working on. I know. I'm sorry, listening audience. I was actually working on a Mac, but I had to clear the PRAM, the PRAM, and it wouldn't let me do it on his older Mac until I removed four gig out of it. And then once it had actually recognized that the memory changed from 8 gig to 4 gig, I was actually able to remove the, the, the if you will, the boot up password that was prohibiting him from getting into it that somehow mysteriously got enabled when I tried doing an over-the-air install of the OS. It was the most bizarre thing. But changing the, pulling one of the memory sims out and then doing the pram that you've taught me corrected the issue is that the now, original? doing the pram is the PR plus command plus option all at once when you start up? Correct. And you hold the, the option and the command, the R and the P keys down, hit the power key, and continue to hold those keys down until it chimes three times. 
Oh, I didn't know about the chimes three times, but I held it down for like a long, 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 long time, and okay. nothing ever happened. All so. right. Uh, is that the original memory that came with the MacBook that's in there, or did you replace uh, It's the original that came with it when I got it. There's four gig of RAM. I'm assuming it was what was with I, I did not buy it new. Okay. Um, and, you, and, you, and you're sure you're getting power to it from the AC adapter? Oh, because yeah, because it's making the noise. I hear the fan start. I hear a little whirring. I hear a little dink, you know, a little bell, a little just a tiny little chime, but not the you know not the noise it makes when the display comes up. So I know that it's getting power. If you've got the opportunity to be able to take it into an Apple store, just take it in there. They won't charge you for for taking a look at it and trying to diagnose what the problem is. As a matter of fact, they'll probably diagnose the problem right there at the Genius Bar for you. Oh really? Now is there is there a Genius Bar in the uh, Ann Arbor area, or do I got to go up to uh, every Apple uh, every Apple store that you go to will have a Genius Bar to it? And then now, but where are the Apple stores? Is I guess is what I'm asking. I only know the one that's up in that really nice mall. If you go to Briarwood Mall, you'll find Apple Store right there. And what you should do is call ahead. So go online. And make a reservation yeah. because uh, they're pretty busy usually, and uh, that way they make sure that they take you. So well, that was Genius Bar or Guinness Bar? <laughs> well, you go to the Genius Bar You go to the Genius first, Bar, yeah. And then you <laughs> go to the, they give you really bad news. It is the weekend. Then you go it? to the Genius Bar. <laughs> well, after everything failed that I tried, I actually went to the Guinness Bar. That didn't help either, so. <laughs> yeah, but it made it feel, you made it, made you feel better about it, right? I was a lot more at ease about the problem. And then I went out and bought a, I bought a PC laptop because I needed to have it for work, so I'm now using a PC. Oh, my. <laughs> take it by but I still want to get look all look the data, which reminds no. me, can I? Can that, uh, can that solid-state drive be – can I use that as like a, a drive or an external drive external for my drive? Uh, for my PCs? You sure could. You could sure. take it and, like Ed would normally do on, an, on a lot of basis and put it onto a, an a, 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 a enclosure mm-hmm. that will take that, and you can just plug it in via USB port. Okay. Yeah, I got the enclosure when I got the uh, when I bought okay. the solid state drive. There you go. So I can just use that as an external drive. Absolutely, Tim. Hey, thanks for calling, and uh, I'm sorry we can't help you with this particular problem, but uh, enjoy the Memorial Day weekend. Take care. All right, coming back in just a minute. We're talking with Fred from Sterling Heights, and we're waiting for your call at 800-859-0957. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor. There's a great existential question that Ed just posed. Mike, <laughs> Mike Brennan, uh, our MI Tech News uh, fellow, he's editor, is in France right now. Uh, matter of fact, visiting his daughter who lives in Paris. Uh, and he is also there uh, to commemorate Memorial Day on the beaches of Nor- Normandy. Uh, he's going to go down there with his daughter and uh, remember the men who gave their lives uh, in that incredible battle of D-Day. And uh, as a matter of fact, just want to take a moment to salute those who serve now our country in the armed forces and who have served over the seas and have given the ultimate sacrifice of their lives. We want to honor them today and remember that it's uh, about more than barbecues, folks. It's about remembering the sacrifice that people have made that we might have our freedom. Thank you, guys. All right, mm-hmm. let's go back to our phones again. The number is 800-859-0957. Ed's existential question was, if he's in France, can he get a good beer? Now, that is a deep question. Fred, <laughs> Fred, welcome to the Internet Advisor. <laughs> hi, Fred. Yeah, hi there. How are you guys doing? We're doing, we're doing fine. What can we do for you? 
Well, uh, my wife sent me an Excel file off of a Windows 7 machine yep. to edit. Mm-hmm. And I'm using Windows 10, and when I sent it back to her, uh, I, or she received an MS Office file validation warning that it was a file format attack. A file format of what, attack? attack? Yes. And from what I can find out, it's something that MS uh, Microsoft downloaded an Office file validation add-in. Oh, now, it would have had to done this from your computer, right? After she sent you the original file, the Excel, the Excel spreadsheet, you edited it or modified it, saved it, and when you sent it back, her computer is, is complaining of validation? Right. And when she sends it back to me, again, I get the message. Oh, then you get validation. So is yeah. it uh, you're using different versions of, um, Office. of Office of Word, right? Or this is Excel. Uh, or Excel's well, no, we're using the same as 2007, Microsoft oh. Excel. Okay. So you both have Microsoft Excel 2007 on a Windows right. 7 machine and a Windows 10, and you're getting this obscure error message. Is it a security? Uh, kind of a, uh, a warning, do you think? It sounds like is the, the message is coming from Microsoft. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, from the Excel, it's not your antivirus software that's doing it, or your email. It is only when you open it from Excel. I'm not familiar with this. Um, okay. Can can you, uh, even though you get that pop-up, can you still open it? Can she still open the file? We can still open it. We get two options, open or cancel. And they recommend cancel, of course, uh. unless you know... That is coming from within your organization and not a third party? Okay, okay, okay. This sounds like hyper security to me. Well, I mean, it sounds like that there's a feature that's been enabled in yes. Excel that is enabling data restriction yep. on the Excel spreadsheet. Somehow it became enabled. Have you mm. searched for a way within Microsoft Office, because I don't think I'll have time over the error interactively when I'm interacting with you. Have you searched to see if there's a way that you could turn off data validation in your in your Excel spreadsheet? Okay, what they said was I could go back to restore to a point before it happened, mm-hmm. and at that point I could find the update that it came on and hit and hide it. Oh. But whenever whenever Microsoft sends an update, I'd have to do the same thing if they use a different code number. Mm-hmm. So so it, it's not prohibiting you from getting into right. the spreadsheet. Right. No. Okay. No. Just out of curiosity, have you tried saving it as a different, I mean, I'm not sure what type of data this is, if this is just your home financing or, or whatever, um, or if this is work-related, but have you tried saving it as a lower version of an Excel spreadsheet? I mean, I'm not sure if you have, if you have charts in there and pie graphs. Or no, 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 no. It's it, what we're doing. We're we're doing a little itinerary for a 50th anniversary. Yeah. So oh. you're just using Excel as a w- means because of the spreadsheet yeah. or of the the cells mm-hmm. and an itinerary. Right. Oh, okay. You might want to do that in Microsoft Word and create a table instead. I mean, Excel. It's nice, and you format yeah. the cells, but you do have the ability in Microsoft Word to be able to create an itinerary and and create uh, insert cells, and you put the number of columns and widths and. I wouldn't be surprised, though, Ed, if he yeah. came up with the same kind of warning because he's going between Windows 10 and Windows 7. Right, Fred? 
Yeah, I think it's going to happen no matter what yeah, I'm working on. I think on. so, Oh, really? Too. I think it's like an extra security measure that's been introduced. It's and not a license I'm, issue? I'm no, I don't think so. It, okay. I don't th- I'm assuming it came down as a Windows 10 download. Yeah, I, and, and the other thing that you just mentioned in, in your previous comments was that it told you you could go back to System Restore and then look for an update that had that particular security feature he, in it. He didn't say System Restore. He said go back to a previous version of the, of the spreadsheet. Oh. No, 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 no. Go back to Restore on the computer. Oh, system really? Restore, yeah. See, I think yeah. what it's saying is you can go back to System Restore and then it'll go back beyond that particular update then when you find that update just hide it just say that's i don't i don't want that particular one. Oh, that's interesting another thing you can do you can go into programs and features on windows 10 and um you can you the once you, you go in there you can do your view your updates mm-hmm. once you view your updates you could sort by date and then you could view your your updates by the date installed and then if you can probably i don't know find that particular yeah I don't think he's going to run into that problem if he makes it a Word document mm. or finds some other program. Okay. Try that, Fred. Uh, they're they're talking Word. They're talking, uh, oh. uh, well, what's the one for presentations? See, this doesn't make sense. Oh, PowerPoint. PowerPoint. This doesn't make sense because this the, uh, exchanging of, of data files between people in a corporation and between corporations, I'm surprised I haven't heard this. I mean, people are emailing yeah, documents true. all over the t- time. And, and Usually it's just when you went to go save it, it would say, you know, hey, we're upgrading to the latest version, right? That's yeah. about the most you get. I, I've not seen this either, Ed. Right. So I'm, there I'm, doesn't seem to be an issue if we just say open. It opens and everything's fine. See, that's just it. See, it opens. I, it, to me, it's just like a flag that they've decided to put in there. Okay. Yeah. That's all. I, I just, like a security flag. So it's yeah, like, that, hey. That's exactly it. Okay. So I, but it's strange. I cover your Microsoft assets type of thing, <laughs> so no one points the finger at Microsoft as a, as a, as a, as the problem. And Microsoft saying, you know, we got to warn people that this is coming from Could email. Very well be. And, you know, it's like the warning at McDonald's: coffee is hot. Yeah. You know. This oh, okay, <laughs> that makes sort of sense. And um, yeah, when I searched, it said it's not a real issue if you're if you're getting it from a safe source. That's exactly okay. it. So you know the source that it's coming from. So they're 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 asking you to be extra careful. Where did this come from? If you know the source it came from, and it's your wife, um, then and <laughs> she's not, your relationships and she's are not good. mad at you. Or <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. that's right. No, she, we're, we're okay. <laughs> good, good. good. We're okay. As <laughs> All right, Fred. Thank you for calling. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Take Bye. care. I wonder if it isn't part of this kind of a hypersecurity that Microsoft is doing. Is it like McDonald's that says, you know, warning on the cup, coffee is hot? Right, right. Well, what do you expect, knucklehead? It would seem that that would have shown up a long time ago, though. That's yeah. 2007 he's using. They're up to, what, 2013 now? Uh, no, two, well, don't we have 2016, Office, on, on our Macs? On Windows, it's 213. On Macs, it's 216. It's 216. Because so Microsoft is. can't count. <laughs> and I don't know what difference there is in having 216 versus 213. Hey, the number, folks, is 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. As I said before, by the way, don't wait to the end of the program to give us a call. Uh, we've got lines open right now. Joanne, we'll be getting to you from Concord, Ohio, in just a little bit after our break at the bottom of the hour. But we want to remind people that the phone lines are open again to them at 800-859-0957. Call and, early and call often. <laughs> there you go. And uh, just a reminder for you that on Sunday nights, 
I edit all of these programs together, and you'll get a nice, neat little podcast that you can listen to at your leisure throughout this holiday weekend. And we hope that you are enjoying this in the company of family on this Memorial Day weekend, and that you're taking time to remember and be thankful to and for the people who have served our country. We'll be back in just a moment to take your phone call at 800-859-0957. By the way, uh, a little uh, preview for you. Next week, Rick Broida, the gadget guy, and the ultimate cheapskate is going to be our favorite uh, guest in studio. He'll be our co-host for our first hour of the program. That's coming up this next Saturday on the Internet Advisor. Right now, let's get back to our callers and Joanne from Concord, Ohio. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you on this Memorial Day weekend? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. First of all, I'll second the motion to um, remember those that we honor on Memorial Day. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I I have an iMac computer, Mm -hmm. and I've pretty much um, self-taught on everything, which means there's still an awful lot I don't know. And lately I ran into an issue when I was trying to empty my... um, my trash can, and I like to use the empty securely feature, mm-hmm. and it starts and then it stops, and it tells me this operation can't be completed because you don't have permission to access some of the items, and I'm stuck with that, and it kind of um, led me to my follow-up question, which is, I wonder what I should be doing maintenance-wise with this machine. You know, I, you know, I, I know how Windows, you would defrag and you know, clean the discs and all that, but I'm not really sure what I should be doing with this machine. Well, how old is your iMac? It's about two years old now. Okay, so you don't have to do any defragging or anything like that because the Unix operating system, which is the underpinnings of the Mac OS operating system, mm-hmm. does all that constantly on its own, so you don't have to worry about ever doing that particular function. I understand uh, that. What you, uh, the, the issue with the being able to empty things out of the trash can the first thing you might want to do is you may want to go into system preferences on your computer. Okay. And then go where it says users and groups. Okay. And then in there, see if your ID is has administrator privileges. Oh, would see. it maybe, if I changed my Apple ID password, would that maybe have? No, that has no bearing no? at all on okay. it. This is just on the computer itself. Okay, because it seems like I used to be able to perform this function, and then all of a sudden... I started getting this pop-up window that would stop me. It's a possibility that your 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 privilege your admin privileges uh, have fallen off, okay. and you can go and put them back on there for yourself. Okay. So if you go check and make sure that underneath your name, where it says current user, uh, if it says admin, then you've got full rights to everything on the computer. If it says standard, then that means you can't do certain things. But if you change it so that you're an admin, then you'll be able to do anything, including empty things in the trash that okay. may be locked uh, from you. Now, what, what about like a disk um, scan, checking the integrity of the disk drive? Well, she could go into, uh, uh, in utility. that same uh, preferences, she can, go, uh, she can go into disk utility uh, okay. under, I, go yeah, to applications. I've been there a few utility. times. I don't know that I know what I'm doing there, but... If you don't know what you're doing, just leave it to heaven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I've been there to explore anyway. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you, if you're careful in there, you can't really hurt anything. Yeah. You can go into Disk Utilities, which is uh, uh, you go into Utilities and then uh, go into Applications, Utilities, <laughs> then Disk Utility, and then you can click on your hard drive, and up at the top they have something called First Aid. 
Yeah. And you can click on that and run that, and it will go through and check for files and tell you if there's anything that needs to be repaired. You can click the repair button, it'll go and do the repairs for you. But okay. for the most part, you don't have to do much of anything because the Unix operating system takes care of that. So well, it, it, I have noticed, and if I could ask you this, because it's, it's kind of a secondary issue, I, I have to run Windows on this computer. So I have Windows 7 installed, and I, I run it through uh, the Parallels program. Okay. Oh, Parallels, okay, instead of Boot Camp. Right. And it seemed like initially, when I first had the computer, it ran pretty smooth, but... Lately, it seems like if I have multiple programs on, you know, um, running at the same time, and I really only use Windows for one or two programs that I'm stuck, that I have no other option with, but I do all of my word processing, you know, anything else, my mm-hmm. photos, all the work that I do, I do it on the Mac side. I, don't even, I never go on the Internet on the, on the Windows side. Okay. But it seems like when I have Windows open now and I've got maybe you know, four programs open on the Mac side, that it's running much slower. Um, like my photo program, uh, especially, it'll even, it'll even crash sometimes, where, mm. or I'm trying to insert a photo into a Word document, and I use the, the Word, um, the, 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 you know, the Mac version, I have the 2011, and that program will crash. Well, a couple of things could be going on. One of them could be the fact that uh, you may need increased amount of memory to be able to manipulate right. all those programs at the same time, which I suspect is the first thing that I would look at. How much memory do you have on the computer? On the, on the Mac side? Yes. No, I, I just period. How much? Uh, com- well, I have, I have 8 gigabytes, and I have, okay. like, mega free space left. I, I have, well, the mega like, free, almost nothing. The mega free space that you have left on is on the disk, you know, that's fine. The 8 gig of memory that you have is not enough for you to be able to uh, effectively run the Mac operating system, mm-hmm. a couple of applications, and I was afraid of that because I'm stuck with that. You can't upgrade the memory on, on the, not on the 21, and I have the 21 and a half inch. Are you sure? That's my understanding. Yeah, it's about a, I actually watched a YouTube video on this. It is about a one hour process of opening, cracking that thing opening and upgrading the memory on those. You know, uh, my understanding was it had to be done at the time of purchase if you were going to upgrade this particular machine at all. You know, you may be right about mm. that. That particular mm. one was that sort of thing. But what you can do, are you anywhere near an Apple store? Uh-huh, yeah. Why don't you take it by there and okay. have them check it out and see whether or not there is a memory option available to you and what it would cost to get it done. Yeah. Now, uh, another thing, Cal, you mentioned, because she's running Parallels. Is, does Parallels work dynamically with memory access, or does she allocate a certain percentage oh, that's a within point. Parallels yes. dedicated to Windows and the Mac? I mean, is there an adjustment there? Mm-hmm. There's an adjustment that she can do. Okay. Yeah, I did have to do an adjustment on the Windows side so that I could, um, so that that would operate more efficiently. Yeah, but what happens in this particular case is that she's been also upgrading her operating system on the Mac side, which requires a little more memory and that sort of thing. And then when she starts to run multiple applications and has a, a virtual machine running at the same time, that's a lot of taxing on the memory, and it's going to mm-hmm. be all fragmented up. Who would ever think that you know we would ever use more than 256K of memory? Right? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, and that's it's really interesting because said that. I, don't ex- I don't expect you to remember, but I had called several times before I jumped from the Windows world into the, into the Mac world, and I, I'm, I'm really glad I did. I mean, I really enjoy using you know, the machine. But I did a lot of research and talked to people from Apple a couple times, you know, trying to really determine if this was going to be enough 
as per the way I normally worked. And I've been a little bit afraid from the very beginning that it that that I probably should have gone overboard rather than slightly underboard. That yeah, what, what you're saying, Cal, you can uh, never be. You know, there's four <laughs> things that are, that are absolutely true. You can't have too big of a hard drive. You can't have too much memory. You can't have too big of a screen, and you can't have too fast of a processor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, worst comes to worst, I just give this one to my husband, and I buy a whole brand new one for myself. Ooh, no, now no, you're no, talking. Yeah. Oh, that's the way to take care of that. And when you <laughs> when you go in there, buy as much as you can possibly afford. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And, and I can't so, tell you how much I appreciate all of you. I've called several times, and like I said, you might even recognize my voice, but it's been a long time. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't talked to anybody there for a long time. And, well, we're, uh, we're glad to be able to chime in and help you every now and then. Joanne, have a great weekend. Thank you. Same to you, gentlemen. All right. Thank, thank you take for care. calling. It is neat to, to be able to build that kind of relationship, and we really treasure that. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Clark in Pontiac. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Clark, how can we help you? Yes, good evening. Good evening. Like your, like your previous caller, I'm also a Mac user, but I wonder if you guys can shed some light on what I think of as a industry-wide problem. Okay. That is, in particular, in the what I will call the old days, you could tell at a glance the difference between letter O and the numeral zero because the numeral zero had a slash line through it. That's right seems the whole industry has ignored that, and I just can't imagine the number of hours that are wasted uh-huh. by not just me, who yep. uh, very often can't discern that difference very readily. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Clark, because I, I have faced the same thing uh, with, the, with the, as you said, with the number zero and the number one as well, and, and the, the number L. seven. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with the zero and the, and the O because the O is more rounded and the zero is more tall. Sometimes at, you will find <laughs> you will find as you get older, even though you have the gray hair, but as you get a little bit older, that the eyes are not quite as uh, finely tuned as they were at one time. It's tough. It's tough times making the distinction between the the roundness of the O and the zero. Yeah, I re- I've run into that. I remember in the uh, days in the 80s when I would print stuff out and and I'd make myself cheat seats that I could carry around with all these commands and little fixes and uh-huh. and in Windows 3.1 how to load the windsock, right, you know. Right. And and I I printed them on four point font because I could fit them uh, more information on a sheet. <laughs> and Lord. so this one guy asked me, and he was at my age at that time, and I handed it to him. He goes, what is this? <laughs> he said, how can you read this? And and it was my first exposure to working with a, and I was 21, and okay. he was 52. Yep. And, and and I got a lesson very early in life about the what happens when you get older and, yep. and became very conscious of, of, you know, you got a whole generation that is... You know yep. that that is making technical directions completely ignoring the the older you know generation. Well, and I think it just makes common sense to me to to, to put the slash through the or dot the zero or, or something that identifies it. The same thing like I've ever since living in Latin America for a period of time, I make my sevens with the slash through them. Yes, so that you can distinguish them from ones because some people write their ones with a very you know big top to them, and I just think that's common sense. And but we're not writing them; we're typing them. <laughs> That's well, true. It, 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 and the way I, I the way I normally do is I just you know if I look on a screen and it looks a little weird then I just pull up you know Word or something like that type a zero type a one and uh, type a zero type an O look at the two oh okay it's got to be a no. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the this underlying the... question is if yep. there's a 
substantial agreement that this makes very little sense. Hey, industry does. Well, I, you know, I think it may be having the impact of the international community on it uh, will have an impact on that. Uh, well, it'd be interesting to see if there's, a, I don't know if there's kind of like an international convention for something like that, but it would be interesting to check in and see if it is. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, Joe from Livonia will be with you in just a moment, and there's room for one more question from you. I'd like to take a moment to thank the folks behind the glass, as we say. Eric, thank you very much for being our engineer, Eric Dorch. And also Logan Stantifer, my granddaughter, who has been our screener and who starts a brand new job on uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, she's excited. Coming out of the Spec wow, Howard School of Broadcast Arts. And media. And, and media. Thank you for including that in there. <laughs> my old alma mater, they would have to... <laughs> she's got a job coming up, so we're delighted that she is. Uh, she's got that. It's and really amazing how things improve with the gene pool over generations. <laughs> <laughs> we are certainly hoping that. We are certainly hoping that. <laughs> Actually, being a stepfather, I wasn't allowed to swim in the gene pool at all. <laughs> For just, very good reason. Just stand on the banks and, and That's look at exactly the, okay. it. And occasionally throw a life ring in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the number again, 800-859-0957. I got to tell a little story about this weekend. Ed, this last week, um, took my granddaughter Christina's Avio computer, and the hinge had broken on that. It was a Toshiba, not a Avio. Oh, a Toshiba, pardon me. In the same way as it had broken for your son. And who had a Avio. That's where the confusion comes uh, from. That's it. And... Uh, what happened was that you fixed that hinge, and it's now you know working wonderfully. Um, but what happened was it, my my granddaughter Christina is a twin, and yep. so I got the the computer, the laptop back to Christina, handed it to her. The next day, I was over at the house visiting, and lo and behold, as I walked in the door, her twin Alicia has got her computer, which was the same one, a Toshiba, right? Yep. And it was running through the Windows 10 upgrade. No. <laughs> and so I said, what is this twinsy rule here? And but apparently what happened was they both got them given to them as gifts about the same time, Ed. So that the upgrade was you said as you were working on Christina's, yes. you saw that it was due to upgrade the next day. Uh, yep. And uh, and I didn't even think that her twin had the identical unit. And sh- so they must have both got the same updates from Microsoft the same day. The same day. Oh my gosh. My wife's computer actually went to Windows 10 and she was so, she was beside herself, so upset. She goes, I kept on saying no. I told them no. And she's talking about Microsoft. I did a little research on this. And what most, what my wife did after I talked to her is she was clicking the X at the top right hand corner Uh of that dialog box. You must either schedule it or don't bother me again. You know, you must go through the dialog box and not hit the X. And that's where a lot of our listeners were saying, you know, you know, about the uh, inadvertent Windows 10 mm-hmm. update. The other strange thing that happened, uh, my wife is coming around to Windows 10. That's the good news. Good. But after the Windows 10 update, we received, our printer went nuts. It started <laughs> printing print jobs from a year, two years ago. Oh, my word. And these, these, these jobs were from other user accounts that were on the computer and the jobs printed two years ago. It was the strangest thing. Went through a lot of paper, and what's worse, went through a lot of ink until my wife caught yeah, it. Yeah, the worst is the ink. Uh, yeah. But it was a strange thing. Yeah. You know, where I, I think, and Gary, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but we've talked about this before on the air. I think the problem with people finding their computers going to Windows 10 is not that it's um, 
bad or that there are problems with it. Matter of fact, there are less problems in some cases. Yep. That's right. It's a it's better cases. operating system. A better operating Wait, system, period. There's, yeah, there's but no the, question. The bottom line is that they did it to them. Right. Yes. And they didn't, in other words, you did it without my permission. And that is what is upsetting. It's a control people. thing. My wife, yep. I said, I asked her, is this a control thing? And she goes, I told them no, and they did it anyways. I am yep. so upset. Yep. Rugged individualism. That's what America stands for. <laughs> well, we want what we want when we want it. Yeah. Two, or, not two, before. two additional things. The the one laptop um, that, um, which was the Toshiba. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. tried updating it. It refuses to update. I keep on getting these Windows errors. A lot of our callers were calling about these unusual problems. Mm-hmm. And there are unusual problems that you get with some manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And um, and the other, what was the other problem I had with Windows? There, Anyways, so I've had several fail uh, Windows 10. So our listeners aren't crazy. It is real. Yep. And not all computers. The other thing is that Sony Vios, Sony will only... Um, allow Windows to support computers that have been upgraded to Windows 10 that ship with Windows 8. If you have a Sony Vio that ship with Windows 7, because the company is in, is being held by a financial organization, they're uh, not obliged to create new the drivers necessary to get it working. Ouch. So that'll probably fail. And those are probably pretty expensive. If I remember correctly, those Sonys were pretty expensive. They were. Laptops. So if you came with a Sony Ouch. with Windows 7, and, and my daughter has one. And it's, it's not going to upgrade properly. Oh. Hey, let's see if we can pick up JR from Dearborn. JR, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Good. How can we do? What can we do for you here? Hey, got a quick question regarding Excel mm-hmm. as it relates to a barcode. I have a, uh, a regular barcode scanner. Yeah. It's probably saw a simple setting. And you know, I scanned your data, hey, right into the cell there. Mm-hmm. Where, where do I go to have it where once I scan that data in, it automatically goes down to the next cell? Well, that I would think. Now, a guy at work uses this. He does. Uh, he opens up a spreadsheet, and he has the scanner, and it does a serial uh, thing. But sometimes it's mm-hmm. usually with the software that you receive, whether or not to actually put a, uh, an enter or a carriage return. I was going to say, Cal, you have something? You know, it, that is something that's fascinated me for a long time, so maybe you can answer this. When you put in a number in Excel... Sometimes mm-hmm. it'll go to the right to the next cell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll go down to the next cell. How do you control that? Well, that, it depends. I think that's what he's trying to do. Is well, that it correct? There you go. It there depends. you go. Because what I want to do is I want to scan it and have it go right down to the next cell so I can just scan the next one in there. What I'm doing right now is I'm manually just hitting the down key to get it to go right down. Oh, the I cell, all I'm saying. You might. Uh, do you have a specific driver software that came with the scanning gun? You, you know what? At these scanners now, when you plug it in, it, it just automatically works. pops it right in there. There you go. Yeah, because I'm thinking back, in, and I'm thinking a long time ago in the 90s when we were doing this, sometimes they were customizable because mm-hmm. we would do this on the GM assembly lines mm-hmm. for for uh, quality control. We'd scan the the, the, the parts before right. they were put on the car. And, and even right. for inventory purposes, they were configurable. So when you scan it, either put a carriage return or a tab. But it was mm-hmm. dependent on the software. But that's 20 years ago. I don't know what's yeah. what they do now. JR, have, okay. you, have you looked in the help menu for, um, for mm. Excel? I'm, no, I, it, it came with a little brief document. I didn't see it there. You know what? There's a toll-free number. Maybe I can give them a quick call. Yeah. I would check um, the uh, I'd check so it's, help. So there's nothing in Excel. No, I check help. I check help in Excel. I, I can't do it quickly okay. enough. But that's gotcha. what I think you can set that. And I just don't know okay. where. I looked in some of the ribbons where I thought it might be, mm-hmm. and I don't see where you set it. But I believe you can set that as one of the options. So, and I just so don't I do know the help, where. 
But so I would go into Excel and look at the help mm -hmm. menu. There is a YouTube video out there on how to control the direction of the active cell. Oh, so, there it is. So look for a YouTube video called Excel Tips 25. Excel Tips 25. Yeah, go to YouTube okay. and then type mm -hmm. in Excel Tips 25, and it says okay. change the direction of the active cell. Okay. So gotcha. that means, okay. you know, it'll either go to the right, as Cal was saying, or down. Excellent. JR, have a great weekend. Okay, you do say. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Good uh, job, We Cal. got one more caller here. Joe from Livonia. How you doing, Joe? You have Hi, something? guys. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Sure. Uh, I got a couple of hints from the lady that was having the problem with the iMac. Yes. Okay. Um, number one, if she opens up the activity monitor, um, that'll show her where she's using all of the, you know, data and all the memory. Also tell her kind of, you know, some other details that might help her figure out why she's having a problem. Right, right. And then there's also something called memory cleaner, which you can get on the app store. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, memory that. clean. Memory clean, I have that, yep. And they're doing an update on it right now, oh. uh, but they've done a minor updates from 6.1 to 6.2. And that will allow her to dump a lot of stuff mm -hmm. uh, that will therefore give her a little bit more extra make RAM. It, make it much more efficient. Joe, thanks for getting those tips in here just under the wire. I appreciate you helping us, and have a great weekend. Guys, I got a question if you can put me on hold. I will put you on hold, and we'll get you after we get off the air here. Folks, thanks so much. Gary, Ed, Cal, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. You nice too, Foster. Weekend. Eric, thank you, and Logan as well, behind the glass, for helping us. And for the rest of you folks out there, have a safe Memorial Day weekend. And do take some time with your family just to thank God for those who serve our country now and our armed forces and who have served over these years.